This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser arrived with a ton of questions and even some Disney hate. But what's it really like? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me is CNET's Bridget Carey, who spent more than two days in the experience as part of a media event. Welcome, Bridget. Nice to be back on Earth, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can dig into the details later, but, but just uh, to sum things up, how was it? I've been following what Galactic Star Cruiser was ever since it was announced in 2017, and I did not expect it to be what it was. It was, it was uh, incredible, um, to put it. Uh, the, the best way I could describe it is that this was a video game also surrounded by Broadway actors. Um, I, if, you th if you go into this thinking like it's a hotel room, it is not a hotel room. It is not a, <sighs> let me just walk around and chill and have a drink at the bar. And oh, look, someone with like, you know, some alien makeup is on. No, it is, it is seriously a technology guided you have, you're, you're attached to your phone with a special app mm -hmm. that is guiding you into paths and you can only really unlock the full experience by talking to people and doing tasks and running around the ship. And by the way, you can also sleep there and maybe have a drink or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely seems like more than just uh, quote unquote a Star Wars hotel. Uh, but let's let's get to the price because this is uh, the issue that a lot of folks have fixed it on have fixated on even before this thing launches, it launches tomorrow for everyone. But how, how much is this experience first? And you know, in your mind, is it worth it? That's the big question, right? Um, uh, this starts, uh, a room, I should say, a room uh, kind of starts around $5,000. Uh, you can pack four to five people in some of these rooms. Uh, and uh, the price kind of goes up a little bit to maybe like six thousand dollars or so if you really start counting in your airfare that's not even including that it's not including anything you want to buy on the ship uh, uh the, your food is included uh one alcoholic drink is included uh and also access to uh the star wars themed land uh in the theme park is included to get you on the rides fast without waiting but uh yeah we're talking five to six thousand dollars just to stay and live inside this story they made. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the is it worth it question because um, uh, for anyone listening, I went uh, just on my own. I didn't bring my family. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And I absolutely would pay to bring them to it when they get older. This is not for little kids. Uh, it's a little too involved. You don't want to melt down from a two-year-old to take away from a moment that you have to be somewhere uh, and see something. But but I, I, I've been feeling kind of raw lately. Like when I walked out of this experience, I, I got emotional. Um, I didn't get emotional at the big, amazing scenes of lightsaber fighting. And I, I, I teared up um, because I realized I was walking out and it didn't feel fair. It didn't feel fair that amazing art that Disney has created, because this is what it is. It is, it is amazing art. It is an amazing... Uh, I, you know, immersive. I feel like I'm here. I'm connected to people for three days. 
and it is under an aggressive paywall, you know, and I and I would hope just like how Broadway can be expensive, right? You, you know, like tickets can be really expensive for any great experience, but there's always the catch of like, well, maybe if you book your cruise like really close to the voyage leaving, you can get a deal on your room or maybe there's a way to get a single ticket for a Broadway show. I would hope Disney does something to fill rooms at the last second for discounted tickets. But right now, there's no talk of that. It is just full price. And uh, I, I feel like um, I would hope in time this goes down. But you're not paying for a hotel. Your hotel room, you're not supposed to really be in that room much. You know, like it, it, it's a weird concept. My, my husband asked me, does this feel like a luxury? I said, I didn't use the word luxury when I was talking about it. Because I think of luxury like, I don't know, like spa stuff and... and, and right, being pampered, yeah, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was very much taken good care of. If I needed something, people were constantly with a tablet in their hand going, I was like, where can I get some tea? Like, we can bring some to you, ma'am. You know, it was that. But um, you were paying for living with actors who are looking you in the eye, calling you by your name the whole time, touching you on the shoulder and making you really feel connected. I think the best thing is like, just like, oh, how was the food? The food was great, but I didn't really want to eat. I wanted to talk to the actor who was sitting next to me, you know? So you're, you're paying for just personalization. That's, that's a great segue because I think what this is and what the confusion, and I know there was a lot of outrage from you know, Disney folks, because of the price, because of the, the early promotional materials made it look really kind of cheap and tacky. But this is less about the hotel and more about the interactions you have in the hotel, this world that they built. Tell me a little bit more about those interactions and like whether or not it successfully made you think you were in the Star Wars universe. Um, this feels like you're in a side quest video game because you see the main Star Wars characters here and there, but your main crew, these were all brand new created characters. And right at the start, um, you know, you start, like, you, they, they gather you at the front of the ship um, to, like, have the captain welcome you. And that sets the tone because suddenly people are walking around whispering. You're like, something's up. These actors are looking nervous. And then the First Order comes on board and you set the, st the whole tone for, like, okay, there is a story here where people are, like, you know, investigating this ship. And as you go through... I'm like, what do I do? Um, I just went somewhere and a guy was singing songs and he has this red makeup like he's an alien with markings on his forehead. And he's telling me a whole backstory about he sold all his possessions to come see the singer tonight. And and I'm going, what what is happening? I want to follow him. And the more you talk to people, they start to give you little tidbits of their life. And, um, and there were some people on this voyage who were not as talkative as me. Like, I'm starting to develop a situation where I'm like, I want to be eavesdropping on everyone. I'm like running around. I don't want to miss. I, I, I might not come back to this. I need to see everything. And people who did it, who were just kind of like observing on the side, they didn't get asked in their app to go to certain other events that unlocked other things. Uh, so I started to talk more to Lieutenant Croy. I have a really soft spot all of a sudden for like this like British baddie who, from the First Order <laughs> who is just hysterical and he'd be heckled and people, and he, he'd be quick with the replies. And there was a little boy on the ship who was five years old who he recruited and was just attached to the hip to him. I mean, can you imagine like the whole entire journey, you know, he's like, Auden, are you there? You know, and I'm so glad you're with me, Auden. Like it became part of it for everyone to like know the kids even, you know, even if it wasn't your kid, you were just getting attached to all of this um, interactivity. And uh, it, I didn't unlock every story, um, 
but I certainly have never, as a theme park junkie, have never had a moment where a character has been that connected to me because in the past it was always, okay, kids, stand in line and you might talk to Gaston for like a half second and take his picture. But this was like, hey, Bridget, how are you doing? You doing good? I would see that the Jedi trainer walking by and I'd say, you know, that was a really brave thing you did the other day. And he'd be like, I'm just doing my part. Hey, can you follow me for a second? Just by saying hi to him, I got followed into a quest to save an astromech droid. It's hard to um, really quantify like what they do, but they have directors in their ears. They have these earpieces. So uh, there's someone clearly talking to all these actors and coordinating it with a back end text system on my phone that when, have you ever played Mass Effect where you can like kind of yeah. choose oh, yeah. um, what you want to say to someone? You're constantly prompted by like text message talk with, with the lieutenant or the cruise director. And you can choose to kind of show your cards and be like, I'm very resistant or play like I'll help you first order and I played both sides and I had the I had the resistance trusting me I had the first order trusting me and it was opening up other paths but I never talked a lot to the singer Gaia so I didn't really open up her path um, but uh, if that gives you a sense the tech is kind of directing you where to go it's telling me to go to the bridge at a certain time and if you don't care about it I will admit there was some moment in my in my itinerary where someone was calling me to an engineering room and something was more interesting happening in front of my eyes that I just got caught up in. And I can't help but wonder, what happened in the engineering room? I think, they, I, think I missed Ray being snuck on board, you know? Like, I'll always have this, this, this curiosity of like, uh, some other people saw, saw Yoda at a, in a hologram. I'm like, did I miss that because I thought it was lame to go to the engineering room? Um, so yeah, you really have to be kind of controlled by this app that's kind of telling you and nudging you and then the, but then at the same time, you don't, you can kind of just go with the flow and see where the actors are taking you. Like the Jedi trainer who just told me to get up and pick up my stuff and go with him. Well, that that's an interesting dilemma because it's like the, the app can take you to one story, but like the thing that's unfolding before your eyes could probably take you down another path. Like mm-hmm. I went, it sounds I, like, I, I, it, it I, sounds I, I, like I there's a lot. I saw good and bad at the same time by, by kind of going rogue there. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, there's, it feels like this breeds a lot of like FOMO because you just, this is the problem I've had, not problem, but this was the issue I had with Mass Effect was that, you know, I was always worried that, oh, I'm missing out on a better story. Of course, with that game, I could always just, and I did, I would replay it like 15 times over. This is, this is not an experience you can replay easily or, or cheaply. And I'm curious, like, did that weigh on you? Was it like that anxiety? You're like, oh my God, am I missing out like on the, the quote unquote, the best story? Or like, what, what was that like? Yeah, it uh, absolutely didn't weigh on me because just like you said, you can't, every time you play Mass Effect, it doesn't cost you five grand. Um, right, um, right. Uh, I, I, I felt, and other passengers did too. Uh, we were all kind of media, we're trying to report it, but we all felt exhausted. It was like 10.30 at night. And it was like, did I do everything? I had a little ping to get back. I, I was in my, my, my stateroom and I thought like, I needed to go to a terminal to like rescue a droid. And what happens if I don't? You know what, Roger? We all get the same story at the end. There's, there's all, everything comes together no matter what you do, but you don't get to unlock the nuggets of seeing the little, the little small things. And so I absolutely felt like I had to do everything. When you get to the theme park land, people have been asking me, well, what's special about that? There are actual missions in there too. They use the app to scan QR codes. Uh, you use the app to be in certain locations to, un- to 
quote unquote hack a droid. And really, if your phone is near it, you can press a couple of keys and do a puzzle and something comes to life in the theme park, like the droid will spin or a robot will stop moving. Um, uh, and so you ha I ended up doing these quests, like favors for people. It wasn't just hack it with a QR code. It was, you know, I really need uh, 10,000 credits and you don't have that. So do this favor for me and go down to the cantina and go find this person, say this code word to this person. And then they hand you a QR code and then it's a scavenger hunt. And then I'm sitting there in the hot floor in the sun going, okay, okay, I've, I've done four of these things. So I just, <laughs> like, I, I really don't want to miss out here, but I'm like, come on. <laughs> so you kind of laugh it off a little bit, but that's, I think kids, would grab onto their phones and have a fun time with that too though because you know this is not the time to tell your kid get off your phone you know this is the time to like just fully you know go all in that's another aspect is i mean do you feel like you're stuck staring at your phone a lot because like that's i feel like th that is the issue with like the modern day theme park experience is that everything's so tied to your phone you're not just sort of sitting back and relaxing enjoying this stuff you're mm -hmm. just you're on your screen making sure you've hit that next objective or, or, or whatever. Uh, there was a time where I was mad because I was looking at my screen and, I mean, gosh, I spend my whole work day looking at screens. Please don't put right. me on vacation looking at a screen. But here I am poking around and I look up and there's the captain. I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait I want to say hi to the captain. You know, like, so you have to be in both places. It, you obviously may not go by yourself. And in that case, just someone in your party has to be kind of connected to it in some way. I can see this being annoying for um, uh, some people in my family who will like be like, what I have to do on a phone? What? Just make sure someone in your party is connected to the phone. And really, isn't that true with any vacation? There's always a kid on their phone anyway. So at least if they're going to be on their phone, why not make it feel... Like it's part of it instead of having them scroll on Twitter. No, that's a good point. Uh, I, I'm curious for me, and I, I like you, I have two kids of the same age, and it, it will be years before I would even consider this, but uh, I was thinking about my wife, who's a bit more of an introvert, and it feels like this is the kind of game or experience that requires you to really you know, be out there, put yourself out there, not just pretend that you're in this world or, or play along with this world, but but interact proactively with people like would you say for folks who are not super into that who maybe love star wars but aren't so great on the, the social interaction or communication size of things w would they get a lot out of this i think disney sees that and actually made some activities to do to, to help people get comfortable, just like a cruise ship that has those really geeky, like, come on, everybody, let's all do like a dance together or something. They try to kind of get people to kind of ease up a little bit. All your, everything you do is actually teamwork. Um, when you're on the bridge and there's a show going on, they're like, you over there, hit the blue button. And every station on the bridge, for those who might not have seen, I have a whole video, you can see all this, but, but uh, there you are like doing the guns or, controlling the shields and it's a giant video game dude it's a giant arcade game and every station is a two-player station ah. so here they are force you kind of do teamwork that you have to if some kid got got locked up in the brig which is like the little prison you can't just break them out you got to have someone shout out the code from the terminal that's too far to run over there and it becomes teamwork so uh a, a lot of this is kind of getting people to um i guess maybe uh be a little goofy to shake it off, but you don't have to be the one participating. A lot of people don't always speak up. You can just really watch because those, they really hired such amazing improv actors that they're the ones who walk up to you and look you in the eye and say hello. You don't have to 
in, in your room, there's even a droid that kind of gets you out of that um, quiet mode because there is a, a, it's not, it's not Alexa, but it has that whole voice recognition back and forth right. uh, intercom with an animated droid. And it's asking you questions. Hi, how are you doing? What are you looking forward to? And you can actually answer weird phrases and it responds pretty well. Um, so it's not just like yes or no answers in it, but it's like a choose your own adventure where it goes. And um, so everything's about getting you to to talk uh, and whether or not you're really active, you'll still have a good time. Got it. And I guess lastly, I mean, who who is this for beyond folks with lots of disposable income? You know... You have to love Star Wars. And even if, I'll, I'll tell you, I haven't seen every single Star Wars thing. I haven't watched the cartoons, the Clone Wars. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm a fan of nerding out. I'm a fan of when going to the bar, they're telling me the backstory of the drink or laughing that like my dinner was from the planet Kashyyyk where the Wookiees come from. That's why it's a big freaking steak or they call bantha meat. You got to laugh at that stuff. You got, if you're rolling your eyes, get off the ship because it's fun to 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 get a kick out of that and nerd out and it's and it's for people who just want to really um uh go somewhere else we i've never seen something like this before um people say they like to play vr to escape you can live it you're living vr you know what i mean that's uh that's an excellent way to sum it up bridget thanks for your time you can check out our story and video on cnet.com and if you liked what you heard please rate and subscribe to the podcast it really helps us out for the daily charge i'm roger chang Thanks for listening.